Today's episode of Times Ours is brought to you by NetSuite. Successful companies know faster growth requires the right tools. If you're doing one, ten, or hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue, NetSuite by Oracle gives a full picture of your business. Finance, inventory, HR, customers, and more, all in one place. Over 19,000 companies trust NetSuite, the world's number one cloud business system. Schedule your free product tour right now and receive your free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, at netsuite.com slash listen. That's netsuite.com slash listen. All right, everybody working up. Everybody's working. With that time, yours. Guys, I've, I've checked the papers. I've had those delivered to my door here in the year 2020. I have checked the internet many times over. I have looked in every corner. I have read the headlines. I have gotten the tweets. I have officially confirmed that the Kansas City Chiefs are still, in fact, Super Bowl champions. It is my goal to mention that fact at least once in every episode for the rest of the natural life of Times Ours here on The Athletic because it's something that I'm still, I kid you not, not even being dramatic, something that I'm still kind of processing, and I imagine uh, that's probably going around. It's Times Ours officially off-season edition. We made it, guys. We made it through a very long season, and the Chiefs won, and I'm going to say so did we. Of course we won, and so did our listeners and, I guess, fans who... Uh, brave, you know, who were brave enough to go through the parade, um, including a car chase. Oh, we'll talk about including that. a car chase. Oh, I we'll mean, talk. how about that? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It is one of those things where, like, you go to, you know, you go to your Sunday service, and the pastor is required to mention that, like, hey, did you know the Chiefs won the Super Bowl? <laughs> you know, so, amen. <laughs> um, so that happened yesterday. Yeah, I mean, whether it's the NFL films work, which it we happened yesterday, which um, which we must talk about week. too, just like the insight that you get yes. from all the guys being mic'd up, um, the parade. Uh, you know, our editor Brendan uh, put together a Chiefs Super Bowl topics page on the Athletic that I would encourage you to go click on. I should probably tweet that yeah. out later today. Um, there's like some <laughs> fifty stories that we wrote that will uh, give you sort of a snapshot slash. You know, the storybook year of the 2019 Chiefs. And yeah, we've entered the offseason, and I haven't looked at one single prospect yet. <laughs> that's how you know. That's how you know it was a good season, is that everyone has adopted, for the most part, everyone who follows the Chiefs has adopted my usual stance. Like, I used to, like, go watch prospects and stuff. And then about three years ago, I was like, man. I just spent like a hundred hours of my life watching guys, and the Chiefs didn't draft one of them. <laughs> Not one. This is why people get so mad about the draft, right? Because they've invested so much time and energy, and then they realize that it's down the drain. It's well, over. You, you, you and, didn't watch. You didn't watch tape of Rashad Fitton in, in South Carolina. <laughs> 2018. You I did. I, I did after the Chiefs drafted him. <laughs> right. And that right. is my new policy. If the Chiefs draft a guy, I'm all in. Now, to be fair, had I had I not had I adopted this policy a year earlier, I wouldn't have been like in love with Patrick Mahomes, and I wouldn't forever have that that SB Nation article to link people to, where I said if I were John Dorsey, I'd trade it for Pat Mahomes. That will forever mean I'm right about everything. However, back to the Super Bowl. <laughs> 
It's it's been wonderful. Although Josh, I did I have been very concerned based on my mentions that there's at least a possibility that the NFL will strip the Chiefs of the Super Bowl because of the blatant and unforgivable number of holding penalties that they clearly committed. Right. I'm sorry, I've had a lot All of right. 49ers fans in my mentions, man. It's okay. It's okay. Can I, I hold on? I'm just going to freeze everything up right now and everybody to take a deep breath. First of all, I'm genuinely worried about the volume of your microphone, Seth. I'm getting a lot. Of, you're you're coming with a lot of aggression today, and I'm afraid <laughs> you're, you're just before we started like crazy. <laughs> I'm just you. You just have a lot of volume today, and I'm just wanting you to look at your waves. Just look at look at your look at your uh, recording file, and just make sure you're not clipping, Seth, because you got some big clipping energy today. I don't know what uh, any uh, of that outside means. of. Oh, that that makes sense, I guess. Considering, uh, <laughs> let me. Let me say these few things off the top. So this is Time's Arts. I imagine that if you're listening now, you've been listening through the regular season, but I don't want to take that for granted. So I'm Joshua Briscoe. Nate Taylor is who you heard first. Seth Kaiser is the guy who you heard whose voice may sound like a robot after this is all said and done. I'm honestly a little bit worried. Um, and, and what we're doing here, we, we, have, we have clarified for sure for all of the people who have asked us over the last couple of weeks, what are you guys going to do in the offseason? What are you guys going to do in the offseason? What are you going to do in the offseason? We're going to be doing weekly shows throughout the offseason unless Nate or Seth, the quitters that they are, decide they need a vacation at some point. Maybe we take off a week. Maybe I'll just sit here and maybe maybe Danielle and I will just chat for an hour. I don't know. We'll figure it out when we get there. Uh, but we will continue bringing you Times Ours on a weekly basis consistently throughout this offseason. And all of those episodes are going to be free for everybody. So if you are... What? I said it. Uh, hashtag confirmed. Free? Schefter just tweeted Free? it. Thank you for the energy, Nate. I appreciate it. Also, see what, what see see Seth what Nate does whenever he goes really loud like that. He usually moves back from the microphone so it preserves the quality of the wave files. It's fun. We only did this show for an entire football season. <laughs> um. By the way, you know, uh, when when everyone you know as the confetti is falling and and you know Patrick Mahomes and. You know, Clark Hunt and Andy Reid are hoisting the Vince Lombardi trophy. They're like, hey, come and call this number to get your commemorative da, 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 uh, T-shirt, hat, football, whatever. Um, we at The Athletic are now telling you that for the entire offseason of 2020, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. the commemorative podcasts are free. That's right. Commemorative special edition podcast, the podcast they were wearing in the locker room. That doesn't make any sense. Exactly. The pot, the headphones that they took and put on in the parade. What is currently playing through Travis Kelsey's earbuds right now, this podcast. Uh, can I legally say that? If Listen, if I can't legally say that, <laughs> someone can bleep it out later. Um, you you can get all of the shows wherever you get your podcasts, all off season long. And I, so I wanted to, to reset who we are and what this show is a little bit, because if you're a longtime listener... Pop a champagne bottle, or if you're Seth, pop a, I don't know, a nice bottle of water or whatever. Shake it up first. Get some, get some, uh, get a LaCroix and pop that. Get some bubbly because uh, you can give this podcast to someone who you know and love. Someone who you think could use a little help getting through this commemorative off season. It's all free, and then obviously all the stuff, we'll talk about these articles on The Athletic that uh, I, I think will be, of course, worth your your investment. Uh, even today, we're going to talk about several film reviews that Seth is working on right now because he's a crazy person. Uh, we will have tons of content still coming throughout the offseason, but specifically for Times Ours, once a week, 
unless something crazy happens. I don't know. Some no, nobody's gonna tell us not to do a second episode if the uh, you know the Chiefs trade Chris Jones, uh, which you know, and just just honestly for sixty minutes of Seth screaming would be <laughs> a good podcast the day after that happens. So uh, we will be here, and uh, we'll also take lots of questions this off season as well. Right, and there's a lot of trade possibilities. Uh, hey, you know. Will Brett Veach trade away that first-round pick? You know, it's just mm. a number 32 pick. and So, really, it's not even like a first-round pick anymore. It's like it's like it's the start of the second round. Um, right. But, like, will he trade the pick? Will, will What will we know of Chris Jones' future? Um, I'm assuming a franchise tag is going to be used. Uh, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes' mega deal. Like, all these things mm-hmm. are. Um, I don't believe there will be any uh, changes in the coaching staff, but I believe more coaches will um, – Put their voices out there now that they are Super Bowl champions. You know, insert mm. whatever coach title. So yeah, yeah. Um, there'll be plenty to discuss uh, this off season, and I can't tell you how soon the draft is coming. I can't tell you. <laughs> it's it's already here. Like I saw an ad, and I was like, "That's right." And then I saw where it was, and I was like, "That's right. It is in Vegas." And like. It sure is. Oh my goodness. Um so yeah, you know. Uh Yes, it, it'll be it'll be fun, but um we won't we Nate's won't stop. stressed out. I'm excited. You can tell. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's so hot. Uh I am up to my neck in a in a off-season activity I didn't see coming, but other than that, yeah, everything's oh, great. I don't even know <laughs> so what that exciting. is. <laughs> <laughs> off-season activity hmm okay all right well that's that's a there could be a cliffhanger for later in this in the off-season we'll yes yeah, it, that, yeah that, that, that's a nice little tease tease for everybody um but so well, that's there's the plan all right the plan is out there and now i want to talk about the fact that the chiefs did in fact win the super bowl um this is a fun week because we haven't all gotten together and talked since the parade as nate mentioned earlier uh i was out there and i have a blister on my foot still <laughs> Oh. <laughs> that was that was how in it I was, um, and it was it was very very cold, but also very very fun, and uh, I think we all ended up with some different perspectives on it. There's also some extracurricular activities from the parade that I'm very excited to talk to both of you about. But I'm curious because I've I've spent some time thinking about this, and I imagine you guys have too. And Seth, I'll I'll let you take the first crack at this one. What is the last week? been like as you're no longer in the um metaphorical seth just in case anybody's <laughs> listening the metaphorical hangover of the super bowl victory and the immediate aftermath of it but as you've had time go by as you have uh read the tweets and written some more and all of that how has this last week felt for you as uh, as a fan and an analyst of a Super Bowl winning Chiefs team? Well, it's been really great, Josh. I've uh, I've really appreciated. My <laughs> oh, I wonder why you'd been so quiet for five <laughs> straight minutes. Unbelievable! I literally went I'm around. I'm sorry that. Literally I, no, no I'm going to talk he nothing. Walked, he Seth. walked around his house and, the, and then found where's the farthest I can go yeah. where the mic will still pick me up. <laughs> I just thought that you, an apparent, you know, a podcasting professional, would be able to find the sweet spot between eating your microphone and being in a cave. I thought you could. <laughs> I was wrong. I, I don't know. I've been fine all season. Then apparently today. How about now? Is this good? This feels better. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're gonna go. Danielle, with this can I then. get an audio check? 
How does how does Seth sound other than hurt by my questioning of his of his work? Yeah, he was redlining earlier, but it's fine. Aha! Oh, no, I just did there, but that's yeah. okay. Wow, Danielle. Wow. You know I just gotta give you, you facts. I gotta You think you think you know someone. You know what? Facts do care about my feelings. That's how important <laughs> I am. Anyway. I just think your feelings are just very you know They're um they're they're up and down. They're they're around ma- malleable. They're around. Well, they 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 have a, just a tendency to do a lot. They, there's a lot going on. That's what my wife told me. My feelings do a lot of heavy lifting, is is the phrase that she used once. It's very good. So so Seth Kaiser, film review expert, <laughs> analyst extraordinaire, professional podcaster, Aww. I good father, great lawyer, handsome man of God. Well, uh, now I know you're lying, but. Uh, well. uh, yes. So the Super Bowl. I tried. I should have should have quit while I was ahead. <laughs> yeah, I know. See, it just went it went one too far. I haven't been handsome in like ten years. So, although I used to be quite handsome. Anyway, no, Seth, you're still <laughs> handsome. Please tell me how you feel about the Super Bowl. <laughs> See, now you should know, Josh, that now I'm tempted to just keep dragging this out because I actually think I hear a trace of annoyance in your voice, but I won't. <laughs> but I won't. I want to so badly. God, what is wrong with me? <laughs> anyway, Seth, you're so you're so reserved, and you care so much about the podcast being good and not about you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, the Super Bowl. I think um, the 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 obviously the game was awesome. We were kind of in a delirious state, celebrating the Monday after. Uh, for me, what's been a lot of fun in the ensuing week are a few different things. The first, and you alluded to it already, is the the NFL film stuff that's come out, like the mic'd up stuff. There's just so, so much. So good. Yeah, there's so much great content that comes from the Super Bowl because everyone's covering it, right? And so, yeah. like, you you have Peter King driving with Andy Reid to practice. You have yeah, just in the, just in the truck. Yeah, he's, that's so funny, though, the way King wrote can, about that. He's like, yeah, I'll come pick you up Andy, at 3. <laughs> can Andy Reid pick me up at 3 a.m.? I mean, you know, yeah. I live in Kansas City all the time. I mean, I'm no yeah. Peter King, but I mean. I bet, you if, you asked, just, I bet if you asked, he would let you. He seems pretty. Uh, I disagree. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I clearly disagree. He he would say, I, I'll see you at the facility at our normal scheduled time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you Peter King? Are you yeah, Peter King? Yeah. Have I known you for however many years? No. Well, young fella, I'll see you at two thirty. That is quite. The, and he would say it very politely. I bet though. Um, that that's a nice peek behind the curtain of what media coverage is like for the Peter Kings of the world versus the yeah. not Peter Kings of the world. Hey, the legends, the legends, man. I mean, look, look. I I sat feet away from Peter King at the first Super Bowl I've ever covered. So, like, that's awesome. don't get me wrong. Peter King's like, I mean, what are, you, what are we talking about here? He's a legend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He gets, he, people he's one of those people where you him. have to mention both names. Like, I can't just say Peter. Like, I have to mention <laughs> Peter King. Like, it's nice. just, it, 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 this is who he is. I mean, right. you know, but yeah. But, um, but no, continue, Seth. But you're right. I mean, like, there's so much mm-hmm. um, about this season. But yes, please go. It, the the coverage is just tremendous. There's so much extra stuff because you kind of get used to covering the Chiefs. Even over the last couple years, there's been more stuff, right? As they've gotten better and better, and with Mahomes, but like that was kind of a new thing last year, right? Seeing stories about the Chiefs on national websites, right? Mm-hmm. Seeing like profiles mm-hmm. of their quarterback, it was just weird. Well, now it's that times infinity, 
And that's been a lot of fun. Like it's, it's allowed me to enjoy the chiefs in a whole nother way. Like as a fan, especially those mic'd up segments and, and NFL films, man, they just crush their job. Like NFL films might be the best thing the NFL does. Like that might be their best thing. The second thing it's been quite a journey having, you know, I joked around about a little bit, but like some 49ers fans have been great. And like very nice, but man, there is like a strong contingent of very unhappy people who they just, man, it's, it's weird being part of the team that has another fan base saying like, well, the refs just helped you out. It's like, wow, that's what this feels like. I don't hate it. So it's been a, it's been a fun week. If I can add to that, um, for a, a moment of, of accidental cross-promotion, one thing that we do on uh, almost entirely sports every week during the football season is my producer, uh, Christian named Beards McFly, mm-hmm. uh, goes through the, the Reddit threads of opposing <laughs> fan bases that lose to the Chiefs, and then we create sad fans on Reddit. I love that. It's a very good bit that is just our pride and joy, um, but... So many times this year, in a way that I just never recognized before, there were it got to the point where we where Beards and I talked it was like, hey, we should we should probably just include less of the complaining about the refereeing because it get it, it's not as funny after it happens for three minutes of just oh they don't call holding against the Chiefs anymore. The NFL wants Mahomes to win these games, and it's just kind of wild, like. I don't know if that's what Chiefs fans sounded like losing to Peyton Manning for a decade, uh, but <laughs> I think we sucks. did. I think we did, and it's it's always good to get a look in the mirror at yourself and go, "Oh, I was annoying." Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean the, the the best part about it is you know Seth. It reminds me of a lot of uh, you know, of course, savvy veteran. Uh, you know, James Harrison, you know, flopping to his to his fall, flopping to his knees against Eric Fisher in in 2016 or whatever year that was, and they were like, ah. Um, (laughs) Now, you know, it would have now the now the argument from Steelers fans, which I completely understand because I'm a normal, rational human being, um, with sound logic would say, hey, uh, you know, don't get beat by six field goals, which is accurate, right? Um, and the thing that I would say to 49ers fans is, um, you know, you got beat on Wasp. Like, hey, don't yeah. have Tyreek. Like, even if, you know, quote unquote, and I think you're right, Seth, in your assessment, and I know you've put it on Twitter and other places, like, it's a great, it's actually a pretty good recovery by by Eric Fisher. Um, Nick Post is amazing. <laughs> like, yeah, he's so, so good. good. But there are 10 other guys on the field, and that's the other issue, is that, like, even if he's held for, like, a fraction of a second, um, the whole secondary knew that the ball was going to Tyreek Hill, and he still got wide open, which is, like, its own issue, um, given the yards and distance and the fact that they had not had a big play yet really all game outside of that Sammy Watkins catch in the first half. Um, but, yeah, like, Jimmy Garoppolo, third down. Emmanuel Sanders is wide open, and he misses him. So, like, eh, I mean, these all these things can be true. Um, and so that would be my push, not necessarily push back to – 49ers fans, but just an understanding of like, hey, the momentum clearly shifted and you're, you know, the 49ers never really recovered, but they still had opportunities to, you know, change the course of the game uh, in their favor. 
And, you know, there's still 10 other guys on the field if Nick Bosa is getting held, which, you know, they could call holding on any play in this league. Yeah. <laughs> especially, that, if it's, that, especially if it's in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. So, right. That's kind of the thing. Like, listen, man, refs in general, I would say, are pretty bad. Like, they miss a ton of stuff. It's like an impossible job that refs generally aren't very good at. And I really don't want to spend a ton of time on this. It's whatever. But, like, I was trying to figure out, I was I was going to say the exact number of holding penalties on Pro Football Reference right now, because I, I remember seeing the stat at one point, and it was a low number, but I'm trying to confirm it now. How many holding penalties were called in this game, period? Like, if you don't think that Chris Jones and Frank Clark could have had a holding penalty called on them in some moment that would have taken a couple of points off the board for the Niners in the little grand scheme of things, like, you're just, you're just being willfully ignorant. It's, I mean, and again, even if it was super obvious, like, oh, Eric Fisher put him in a chokehold, that kind of stuff happens. Like, I I understand it being frustrating, but it's it's a really it, it feels like a very even for the the Eric Fisher James Harrison thing that you just brought up, Nate making that because it was the last thing that you remember and yep. it was something that you can blame someone mm-hmm. other than your team for. Yep, it's right. just it's just very weak. It's just a very weak. Like, oh well, this is where I'm gonna be mad mad this entire off season. No, maybe be mad that the quarterback you had wasn't good enough or that the pass rush didn't get to Mahomes off enough. Oh, they didn't get to him because they got held. They they got to him. They got to him relatively unsuccessfully in that last stretch of the game. And again, if you yeah. don't think Chris Jones ever got held in the middle, you're lying to yourself. I don't know. It's just an. It's just a totally. It, it's something where where in the grand scheme of things, the only the only place when I think it's going to be super obvious that refereeing changed a game, even like in the issue of the Saints or the pass interference, not this offseason, but not not these playoffs, but the, the, last year. Uh, even then, like that was a crushing non-call. But if you have every penalty landed exactly perfectly, which, by the way, I wish it would be, it just never will be, at least not as long as you have human beings making the, the calls, you're going to have a relatively even spread of missed calls for both teams over the larger sample size. It can be frustrating, sure, but it's it's a terrible thing to spend an offseason mad about. Yeah. And I've said that from whenever the Chiefs are on the losing side. Of right, it. And, and and I don't I, – I don't, well, I was going to say this. I don't know if this will uh... – sort of segue to Seth's one of Seth's articles, but um if you wanna be upset about the the Nick Bosa potentially held, maybe he wasn't held, maybe he was held, who knows if he's held, I don't know. Um on the next drive where Patrick Mahomes was like a supernova, um, look, <laughs> ten players because there's actually pressure on this ball on the on this completion. Um ten players for the 49ers did their jobs really well. You want to know the one guy who didn't do his job well? It was Richard Sherman, who got cooked. Okay? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think DeForest Buckner hits Mahomes as he's throwing the ball. Or, like, there's there's enough pressure that the ball has to be thrown maybe a half second before Patrick Mahomes wants it. And so he, he's got to put enough air on it for Sammy to run under it. But, um, hey, you know, that play is just as big as the third and fifteen to Tyreek Hill. Now, we will, um, you know, idolize that play more just because that was the exact start of when the run began for the Chiefs. But mm-hmm. the 49ers lost their lead because Richard Sherman couldn't cover Sammy Watkins on a, on a on a snap where everybody else did their job pretty well from a defensive standpoint looking at the All-22. It's just like, hey, he got beat. The quarterback understood where the blitz was coming from. There was pressure, but he still completed the pass. And then, obviously, Richard Sherman... Also gave up the touchdown to um, 
Damian Williams on the pylon. So, you know, if maybe he was in better position or if he was just a little bit quicker, he could have pushed Damian Williams out of bounds. It would have been fourth and one uh, or fourth and goal from the one-yard line. That's a big decision that Andy Reid would have had to make, whether you tie the game oh, man. or you go for it. I mean, so um, as much as people want to, you know, say whatever they want to say about the Nick Bosa possibly being held, Richard Sherman kind of is the epitome of their collapse on defense, in my opinion. All right, I will, I'm done talking about holding, but sorry, Seth, I have one thing, and then you can wrap up this conversation because I'm over it, because um, I feel like it's we might be giving that complaint too much credit, but I did just, here's a fun little fact. I just went to the play log on Pro Football Reference, hit Control-F, and then search the word holding. Uh-oh. Do you guys know how many holding penalties were called in this game? Like one. one. One or two. There was one. Would you like to guess the player that was called for hel- uh, holding? Uh, I thought it was a run play. Was it LDT? It was Byron Pringle. <laughs> Everybody else can can bleep off, man. It was on. It was on a kick return. It was Byron Pringle uh, on a kick yeah. return. There's no other use of the word holding in the play sheet. Are we good? Okay. Sorry, Seth. I cut you off because I wanted to say that Byron Pringle was the only guy who got called for holding in this game. There were no. There were no holding penalties apparently thrown during a play from scrimmage. Right. I. I just. I was just gonna say that from from an actual football analysis standpoint. That wasn't a hold. It just wasn't. And and I would say that Thank if it you. were the, if it were the Chiefs, um, you know, you can. That's just not a hold. You when you're still pushing the guy, even if your arm position isn't ideal, you're not holding unless you're actively holding. Even if you got your arms wrapped around someone, if you're pushing and not holding, it's not a hold. So that's one thing. And then the other thing, all I did was. I got enough complaints to where finally, like, there was an early Tevin Coleman run that went for 17 yards where George Kittle, who I like, by the way. We should talk about this when we talk mm-hmm. about the NFL film stuff. George Kittle seems like a good dude, which, as we all know, is very important to me in my very important in my estimation of players. Um, he, he grabbed Damian Williams' hand and, like, held him there <laughs> for, like, a solid second. It was like they were walking and, and, down and the park. Up. It was like, hey. Yeah, it was. Come look at this view. Like, or, yeah, Wilson, Wilson yeah. had to, like, spin out of it. Yeah, Wilson, not Williams, sorry. But it was hilarious. And so I just posted that. I was like, look, guys, we can do this if you want because that was a 17-yard gain, which is important. Mm-hmm. So let's let's just not like you said. It's, there's the human factor. The thing for me though, like the the more overarching point that I wanted to spend more time on is it's weird to be sitting in this chair, right? Where it's yeah. like we're the ones that are like, eh, maybe you just got beat because that's the kind of stuff that Patriots fans say for years. And it was like one of those whoa, I'm the bad guy now moments for me. I was just, honestly, I was sort of just waiting for the Billie Eilish song to start playing. I don't think we have the rights to put that in in post, but you just Watch saying me. the words bad guy sent off. Can we do that? Can we do that legally? Is that going to be fair use? As long as it's just a clip, I can just put Who's it in Billie Eilish. Oh, hell yeah. Oh my oh, God. Oh, Seth, you're so old, Seth. Oh my God, Seth, you're so old. Can you just, can you just read the lyrics to the song bad guy for me just at your convenience, Seth? Yeah, I could probably do that. I'm gonna just sit. There's no curses. You're good. Oh, okay. I'll be um, all right. I well, you know what? I do think. Um, yeah, I think I've heard that name. Go ahead. Here, I'm gonna just open the Slack. This is gonna be worth the effort. 
Uh, I want you to open the select. I'm just going to send you like four, five, like four lines that lead up to the chorus. It's not, I'm not even like, it's not even a trap. I just want to have you saying this on audio, please. Is it as good as, as a bad guy, a bad guy by fabulous back in the day? Let me think. So go ahead and just read the lyrics I sent in the slack. Oh yeah. I know that song. My wife listens to that song sometimes. Do you want to, can you get, can I get the lyrics from you? Oh Yes. Oh yeah, how how would you like this read dramatically? That's up to you. That's up to you, really. You know, I'm so tempted to do the singing, but I just I, I got shy all of a sudden. Give the people what I'm they want. Bad sir. type, make your mama sad type, make your girlfriend mad type. I'm not gonna do might seduce your dad type. I, 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 that felt like a bridge too far. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get the last line? I'm the bad guy. Duh. Burn it, burn it, burn it, burn it, burn it. Okay, I do know that song. That's my bad. Billie Eilish, talented. That's okay. Yeah, I like Billie Eilish. This is like that when, was worth it. This was like when the first time that I heard um, who's the uh, Bruno Mars, right? I had never heard of Bruno Mars. We were at a Chiefs game, and in between plays, you know, they always play music, even when they really shouldn't. Like after a really bad play, and you're like, guys, what are you doing? But whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, uh, so ever you know, the players are on the field. It was after like a good play, and I just hear in the background, you know, boach. And I was like, whoa, this is awesome. I'm like, man, this should be a really popular song. And apparently it was. So it was. <laughs> apparently it was. Narrator. I, 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 it was uh, it was one of the most popular songs in America at that time. <laughs> and for good reason. Hey guys, what, you guys want to hear a sound here? You guys want to hear a sound? Yes. You know what that was? That was me crumpling up the copy points for DoorDash because I don't need any of those. I don't. You, hey, guys, ask me when I used DoorDash last. Ask me the last time I used DoorDash. Come on, guys, do it. Josh, when did you last night, use Nate? DoorDash. Thanks for okay. asking. <laughs> this <laughs> is this. I don't know how anyone's not up on DoorDash yet. I I don't. I like literally last night. I was I was. Uh, this is. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry to tell everyone exactly how hard I go on the weekends, uh, but me and some of my friends, my girlfriend and a couple of our friends were, uh, were playing Settlers of Catan. Because we nice. get, I mean, it gets, it gets lit, honestly. Like, it was a lot. Um, we were playing Settlers of Catan, as cool people do on a weekend. Yeah. And uh, there, was, there had been no real food plans made. We had had the discussion, like, oh, I could get pizza, or I could like, make something, or I don't have any food over here, I don't know what could we do. Oh, yeah, we'll use DoorDash, because it's 2020, and we're smart. Because I like the idea of having any food delivered. So we had some, like, excellent tacos from a local Mexican place. It was incredible, because DoorDash is incredible. It's an app. Okay, you know what DoorDash is. Don't be dumb. It's an, you download the app, you open it up, and you go, oh, my God, there's so many options. And they'll just bring this to me? Yeah, man. So you can be out here getting your sheep, getting your bricks, getting your wheat, getting uh, getting some ore, making a development card, see if you build a little army, get the longest. It doesn't matter if you'd be playing Settlers of Catan or anything else. That's not a part of the copy that's just my life experience and you can have the food brought to your house and most instances i would say more quickly than you would expect so use doordash and we can help you do it now okay they're 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 bringing all of these restaurant options right to your door and we're gonna make it cheaper for you to do it it's already like it's an incredibly good deal for the the convenience to get it straight to your door but if you go man i just wish it would basically wipe out like 
every fee and I would just be able to really find out for this first time if it's worth a couple extra bucks to have the magic of basically just having it straight up, you know, brought to your door by a by by a wizard who just casts a spell on this food and has it float up to your doorstep. Well, here's the good news. All right, everybody. Everybody listen here. Come in real close. Right now, listeners to Times Ours can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code TIME. Why wouldn't you do this? <laughs> it's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code TIME. That's code TIME, T-I-M-E, for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Stop wasting your time and start using the promo code TIME in DoorDash. Did anybody else have any thoughts or did my enthusiasm for this wonderful product get us through? I feel a little shamed by the fact that I haven't used it. Use the promo code <laughs> TIME! I don't know how common DoorDash is in Park Rapids, Minnesota, but we'll get on that. Uh, did you know they have delivery? Uh, Seth, they have delivery in all 50 U.S. states, Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia. Oh, they'll get it to you, Seth. They have, over, they have over they have over three uh they have uh three hundred and ten thousand restaurant partners in four thousand cities. Download the app. Download the app, Seth. It's that's there, a, baby. It's there. Download the app. Use the code time. Um you know who you know, we don't we've used DoorDash uh sparingly because I'm I'm DoorDash for one holiday. <laughs> yeah, I, that sounds oh, this. I was going to say that. This just sounds like what I do for my wife. My wife has lived <laughs> DoorDash life for 10 years and I feel like she owes me money. I've gone to Cheesecake Factory enough times for them <laughs> to probably say to me, "You know we have your partners with DoorDash." Yeah, you know. And I'm like, "And you know I'm married, right?" Yeah, you know, you know. This is just they, my job. They are like she, the Cheesecake Factory is literally in the copy points. It's on the list. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I oh, I know, I know. I've seen other DoorDash employees pick up food at other other DoorDash. <laughs> I love how you just you made other. yourself an employee. <laughs> other. Listen, listen. I've here's, seen, I've seen my uh, my colleagues, yeah, colleagues. In, in the in the DoorDash listen. handling their business for for money, and uh, and I'm here not in uniform because uh, I only deliver to one person. <laughs> Here, here's here, Nate. I sw- my hands to God. This is what you can do next time. Download DoorDash. Enter the promo code Time. Have Cheesecake Factory brought to you. Holly's like, you can pick up. Like, yeah, honey, I'll go pick it up. You just hang out. It's warm in your house. You're doing something on your laptop. Maybe these these writing fingers are out here typing whatever it is. And then you, right. whenever you see how they're getting close. But by the way, you can like track in the app. It's great. Uh, you see them getting close. You go, all right, all right, honey, I'll, I'll be back. Or on, honestly, you don't say anything. You just sneak out and you grab that food before they hit the doorbell. You say, thank you very much, sir or ma'am. You, you provide a great service. You walk back in the door, hero once again, and it costs you nothing because you're using the promo code times. So you're getting $5 off and you know at Cheesecake Factory that order is over $15. So that's not even a problem. Yeah. I feel like this is, yeah. this is now yeah. your free time. You are getting... You're getting a little you time. The gift of time. By just by 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 <laughs> pulling yourself away into a into a quiet space while waiting for DoorDash to bring you your cheesecake factory. I will I will I will heed your advice. Heed your advice. Just just Probably tell your wife time. that you'll take care of it though, so that way you can be honest too. Well, you always gotta get the credit somehow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's you know what? Crazy. I'm on it. I'm on it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. 
it'll be here in 20 minutes. Whatever, whatever you need to say to keep your conscience clear, that's, that's up to you. Uh, we need to talk about the parade, guys, because some bleep happened, happened. Like, the parade started with a car chase that was not on the schedule. <laughs> that, that's a real actual thing that occurred. You know, uh, you know you've got, you've got some issues when you're like, where can I go where everybody in town is in one location, including yeah. all of law enforcement? Yeah. <laughs> like, let me let me start some you know what. Yeah, honestly, now, I, I thought have... I thought Belichick would have taken that better, but clearly he just decided he needed a parade, so he did a little joyride. <laughs> yeah. Now this 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 person I I believe was impaired based on um reports yes. of law enforcement. Yes. And you know what? I can't, you know, hey, it's it's the it's the morning of a championship parade for the first time in 50 years. Who who wasn't uh intoxicated to some degree? But for the majority, people were not in cars. Uh but yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's where it's a bridge too far. <laughs> There's there you go. <laughs> I think I think you know, I'm very saw, comfortable being and taking an anti-drunk driving stance. I'm very comfortable with that platform. <laughs> yeah, I at one point walking the, around because I was out there. I was like trying to get some different viewpoints for some pictures and stuff. And I walked past a woman who was just carrying a half-empty bottle of tequila, like not like a margarita, no, like straight up a bottle of tequila. And you know what? You you chase your bliss as long as it's not ch- being chased by the police. You know, down a busy parade route. Just don't do that, okay? The the camera work by Forty One Action News in Kansas City was excellent. Yeah, like, they it was excellent. Um, so hey, you know, uh, glad to see nobody was injured. Uh, it kept <laughs> the festivities very light. Yeah. Uh, there was one person who did get injured, and. Yes. He was given a. He was. He was. He was trying to make the reception of his life, <laughs> and he saw. He even saw a ricochet off the truck, and he was like, "You know what? My concentration and hand-eye coordination right now are on all Madden levels because Patrick Mahomes <laughs> threw this Nerf football in my direction, and you know what? Damn it, I'm gonna catch it and. until he was clean clocked by a parking <laughs> and parking meter meters, of a linebacker. Parking meters must be like they must be buried like two feet in that cement because that thing didn't even move. Like it did no. not move. I- it was NFL hits coming at you. <laughs> that was what was amazing to me is like i don't think that was like he hit a building like so <laughs> hats off to the people who install parking meters in kansas city because they're just like oh, we gonna keep your we we gonna keep your quarters because yeah. that bad boy ain't moving yeah, you are not getting this thing out of the ground i think that thing's anchored in like china it was just like it did, and he went down hard like hard it, it looked like he was trying to not make a big deal out of it but was clearly hurt <laughs> when, the, when the superstar quarterback has to go on Twitter to be like, "Hey, can y'all tell me if he's yes, still breathing yes, or not?" I mean, that's <laughs> that's when you know the parade has reached a level that uh, that I did not foresee. You know, like you do see some things in real time, but a lot of it is like, okay, I'm catching it up as I'm writing about it. Uh, you know, f- uh, last week for the for the story, and I'm just like, wait, what? What happened? It, what? It- it I mean, he was going to make the... He, he wasn't your... I, I hate to fact correct you, Nate. He wasn't the only person that was injured. I believe there was a stretcher brought out for the man who 
fell out of a tree <laughs> with tree? his entire ass out. Oh no. He was moot. He was mooning people in a tree, oh. and he was trying to. He'd gotten pretty high up, and his his it's, it's, just just the back of his pants, just just a little, just the butt out, and he had he had he was mooning Kansas City, and he was trying to get up to the next branch, and it didn't happen. And if you have someone got the whole thing on video, and the payoff of that video is so incredible because you spend thirty seconds staring at this man's pale pasty butt. And you go, man, what am I doing with my life right now? And then he jumps and he misses, and it's it's, <laughs> it's, the, it's like it's like the it's the amazing Kansas City American Ninja Warrior edition yes. yeah. with no water. See, it should have won no water. It should have won a cinematography award last night in the Oscars. It was unbelievably is, well shot. This is why I'm just going to give a little life advice to everyone who's maybe over the age of about twenty here. You're probably not as athletic as you were when you were playing sports <laughs> in high school. Unless you played a little ball in college, whatever. Because, I mean, look, when I played ball in high school, I was running every day. I was jumping yeah. around every day. I still wasn't that athletic. And so you, you, everyone should play ball like once a week just to know what they're physically capable of. Because I'm glad you made the American Ninja Warrior reference. Because people see that and they're like, oh. I could probably jump from this branch. No, you can't. You're not a can't. you're not a monkey. You physically yeah, can't. you physically you weigh so much more than you think you do. And like and there's this there's this thing there's this thing called gravity. <laughs> and have we introduced it yeah, to you? Yeah, it is undefeated. But yeah, the parade looked pretty wild. I almost drove down for it. But then I was like, "Oh, real? I almost did. Oh. I almost did, but I was just like, ah, it's such a crowd and I don't know." It's also very It was very a crowd. Cold. Um, shout, real quick, shout out to my guy uh Shabu Matthew, uh, you know, family pastor at Heartland Community <laughs> Church in Olathe, the church I go to uh did he get arrested Sunday not during the football season. He did not get arrested. Okay, thank God. Uh, what he told the congregation yesterday was that uh his child, uh Robbie, um was drenched by beer from Chris Jones. Oh, no. That that Excellent. is their parade story. Oh, <laughs> Chris no. Jones was in such a vibe oh, that Chris. he sprayed everybody. <laughs> I don't know if it was Coors Light, Bud Light, Budweiser, whatever it was, but like, oh, Chris. um, Robbie loves Chris Jones and got a little bit of uh, got a little bit of beer along the way, along the way to a championship parade. <laughs> So it was that kind of. Scene. I would like. I would like to ask I, Seth. I'm not even sure if you've seen all of these. So if if not, that's it's fine. Um, Nay, I imagine you've seen all of these. I have committed all of these to perfect memory. Uh, I would like to power rank some things. We don't do a lot of power rankings on this show. I think today we've earned it because I would like to power rank these six things that hap- that real actual things that happened during the parade. <laughs> We have the guy going to catch a Nerf football from Patrick Mahomes and getting absolutely NFL hits 2000 style laid out by a parking meter. We have a high-speed police chase where the KCPD actually kept anybody from getting hurt from this drunk driver. We have Patrick Mahomes super nonchalantly catching a beer, cracking it open, chugging it, and then spiking the can in a very, very cool way. We have Patrick Mahomes waterfalling a beer from a double-decker bus into the mouth of Travis Kelsey while spinning on the ground, soaking a $20,000 Louis Vuitton coat. We have the man with his entire butt out falling out of a tree. (laughs) And then we have a man standing on a horse. Apparently his horse. I've done some research. That was amazing. A man standing on a horse, smoking a joint, 
falling down onto the horse, landing on it perfectly, and then riding off into the sunset. Those are six <laughs> things that actually happened during the Chiefs parade. Um, I would like you to power rank them accordingly. I, I think it's strange, but I think the double-decker waterfall is like six in, in a weird way. I like, can't believe I'm saying that. It's, um, it's a lot of good things. Number Number one is uh, number one is you know Frank Caliendo giving you commentary of John Madden and Pat Summerall to my man falling out of the tree. Um, <laughs> that was amazing. That's number one. <laughs> just go find it on Twitter. Just just search uh, Frank Caliendo's uh, account. I, I you know it was funny for for a lot of things. I mean the, the guy on the horse is probably like number two just on pure pure uh, feats. I've never um, I've never was, seen that before. That he was able to accomplish. I, and then I got and I, and then the bronze medal goes to my guy who valiantly. I mean, he was gonna. I, I in my heart, I want to see him make that catch. In my heart, I want to <laughs> rewatch it like five times. And every time, I want to be like, look at him, look at him, go get that football, look at him. And then that linebacker just sees ball, sees man, separates ball from man. <laughs> <laughs> I, Seth, can I get a medal stand? I like that three to three to one. Yeah, I see. I am a fan of impressive things, right? And so I would uh-huh. have to say the uh, the 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 medal stand. So the the bronze medal, I would say the the horse thing. That would be because that was impressive, you know, landing perfectly, especially because the man was clearly high. That was hey, hey. And look, <laughs> well, yes, yes, clearly that high. kind of hand. Yes, that was like, can we, can we, can we get you to say that as as a color commentator? <laughs> the man was clearly high. <laughs> that's, I mean, let's just be real. Um, he was clearly high, and that was impressive. <laughs> Um, number two has to go to the parking meter thing because again, I just can't get over how well built that parking meter is. <laughs> That's just like, man, if someone crashes their car in that, they're in trouble. Like yeah. that thing was just, I'm just curious. I want to know from Kansas city, how deep they bury those things. So that's the silver medal. The gold medal, though, we all know I am not an imbiber of alcohol. Uh, anytime right. someone snags something out of air like Mahomes did, I mean, yeah. that was cool. I mean, it was. So cool. he, is, he, is, he is the guy. Everything he does is just so effortless because you watch that and you're like, yep. of course he caught that. He's that guy. Remember when he did like the soccer promo for Sporting KC and he like kicked the ball yeah. around a little bit and then kicked it perfectly through the net? And it's just like, I bet being friends, Mahomes seems like a great dude. And again, that's very important to me. But I bet being friends with him is hard sometimes. Because I bet like he's that guy that's like, oh, what's what's this? Pinochle? I've never played this before. And then like two minutes later, it's just thrashing you. Yeah, it's just like I would be willing to bet most of his friends are like, no, dude, I'm not playing games with you. Like, why, why yeah, would I ever fair. do that? But and so that's the gold medal there because he really did snag that bad boy right out of the air, Stone Cold style, and that's not easy to do on a moving bus <laughs> while you're intoxicated. Yeah, while yes, you are physically yeah, intoxicated. And, yeah, already. it was also weird seeing that side of Mahomes because it was like. Yeah. Then he was on Twitter later, and it was like, "Oh, Pat, go to bed, dude." Like. <laughs> he's like sitting there like he i actually ended up tweeting at him because he was like where's my invitation to like an all-star celebrity basketball game i was like patrick no <laughs> no <laughs> this, this is a bridge too far man <laughs> so 
It was interesting seeing him. He's always so buttoned down that it was interesting yeah. seeing him being a little more like, hey, let's celebrate a bit here. That And for me, that was actually one of the things that I wanted to... I've, I've talked about on the radio a bunch this week, so I don't need to like, get to it a bunch. But like, I started being a Chiefs fan like closely, and I think, I think after the 2007 draft and in that season... Um, I, the reason why is, is, I don't know, that was just the age, and also they drafted Dwayne Bowen, I've always, I, I just, uh, I liked that the Chiefs drafted a receiver, I guess, I don't know, um, but, but Brody Croyle and Damon Heward could have walked in to the, to, uh, any, any concert venue, uh, after that season ended, like Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey did into the Post Malone show at the Sprint Center, and people would have asked them for peanuts, they would have been like, who are you, like, are you looking for your seat, sir, and the, the video of Mahomes and Kelsey yeah. and yeah. And their girlfriends and their crew and everything going into the Sprint Center before the Post Malone show and just getting the ovation and then it's the it's the the celebration and the dancing with the Lombardi Trophy and the whole attitude around this whole week and how annoyed Britney was with so him at the much. Post Malone concert. <laughs> uh, I, well, I didn't know it was during she, the, oh, uh-oh, I didn't see this. She didn't look, like, super annoyed, but you could tell she was trying to, like, it reminded me of Jazz and myself when I'm kind of acting the <laughs> fool a little bit. <laughs> she kind of, like, gestured, like, okay, come on. And he looks her dead in her eye and just not breaking eye contact starts dancing around more. <laughs> it's so good. Dude. It was a it's great, so good. it was a great couples moment. And I like moments like that because you could see her, I mean, you couldn't even see her face, but that, that woman was rolling rolling her eyes so hard that I'm amazed she didn't pass out. I know that for a fact because I've seen that body language before. And at this point, <laughs> Mahomes can do whatever he wants. He's Dr. Manhattan. Like, he, like he's an untouchable demigod. And for the first time, we've and even in his, like, speech at the parade, and we're going to run out of time to talk about all the other stuff from this week, and we'll, we'll have plenty of time in this offseason, and we'll talk about all the film reviews we miss on Monday. We can only talk about a parade every once in a while. Uh, his Like, even his speech was like like he made fun of his own voice and then having very little voice left and it was kind of, it was for really for everybody but especially for Mahomes and even for Andy Reid it was the most like swaggering I've ever seen any of them yep. which makes sense the weight is off their shoulders they did the thing the accomplishment was done there's no like well we shouldn't be acting out like this after the season because they won it this is the parade this is the week of them doing all of that right. and I just I I enjoyed it so much because we got to see them be human beings that were proud of an accomplishment like that and, and frankly like I think I think in general the world could probably do a little better job of appreciating it when that when stuff like that happens and maybe we would be a little less judgmental at every single turn but seeing them specifically kind of lean into that for a little while I thought was really cool and Nate you wrote about a bunch of this like yeah Mm-hmm. Like, including the fact that Andy Reid was like, yeah, we'll be back here next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that's, we're going to just be here. It wasn't like, we'll try to be. No, no, no. Yeah, we'll be here again next year. That's the, everybody got it in their calendar? Cool. All right. Andy out. Like, that happens. He banged the drum, Nate. Yeah, he banged the drum to end the season. I mean, it's just like, I mean, the the the, the thing that I uh, can't get over enough is, you know, as I wrote, it was the, you know, it was the, like the final. Like, this is how every football team wants their season to end. It's like, hey, guys, we have one more team meeting. Yeah. It's the meeting before the championship parade. And, yeah. um, it you know, it accentuated everything that Andy Reid had told them from training camp on, which is like, hey, you know, Let's be our best, but let's do it our way, essentially, which is like, let's let me see your personality uh, while also being accountable, while also being, you know, precise, while also being, uh, you know, a, a team that is willing to 
uh, handle the adversity whenever it's you know going to come because you know it's going to come. Uh, so to, so like you said, Josh, to let the guys show their emotions and their personalities and um, how much this moment meant to them. Because like I think for the most part, none of them had really had anything close to this before. Um, yep. Whether it's Patrick Mahomes and being from Texas Tech, whether it's Travis Kelsey switching positions in college to becoming, you know, quite a bit of a NFL fame to like now he is, you know, a true legend at his own position. Um, I mean, how many people knew who Frank Clark was three years ago? How many people knew who Chris Jones was even two years ago? Um, you know, so for all this to happen, for the team to be so invested in Andy Reid's legacy cementing win mm-hmm. um you know to get his first super bowl i thought was pretty was pretty fun and yeah i mean it's it's what it's a special team you know uh there are a lot of comparisons to the 2015 royals and this is the chiefs version of that which is just like hey you made an accomplishment in a you know in a very you know distinct year whether it's 30 years or 50 years and you did it in a way that like few NFL teams have ever done. In fact, no NFL team had ever come back from double-digit deficits in all three uh, victories in the postseason to win the championship. So they did it in their own way with their own personality, and their coach allowed them to be themselves. And um, for fans who wanted to get a glimpse, for fans who wanted to get some beer drenched on them, um, they did it in their own way, and that and that's kind of that that kind of makes them special for this specific city. Uh, in the specific fan base. Yeah. And for me, even like this is very self-involved, but like for, for you know, every single game afterwards, I was doing the post-game show on 810. So it, it went very quickly from, I mean, the games for all of us, we're watching them a little bit differently than, than most fans. Cause like, you know, most fans don't take six pages of Google doc notes over the course of a game and then immediately shift into work mode, going to the yeah. parade and not having any sort of like, I mean, I was taking photos and doing some stuff for 810 and I was taking some like sort of mental notes to talk about on later in the week and everything but to kind of get to be there just for the experience of it and to see how again the team and the city was experiencing it was just it was just really cool Mm -hmm. and and for me again kind of a rare moment throughout how this season has gone also uh number three I'm gonna say Mahomes to Kelsey pouring beer out of the top of double decker bus because I haven't seen that before and it was extremely cool uh (laughs) number two man falling out of a tree entire butt out and then number one man standing on a horse smoking a joint because I've also never seen that and also none of our metal stands none of our metal stands included the police very likely saving lives yeah (laughs) They I saved mean, lives. And you're like, yeah, good, good try. You weren't high on a horse. Do it on it a was, horse it was next not, time. It was not a high speed t- chase, but it was like, in my eyes, and again, this goes out to the the whoever shot it for uh, 41 Action News here in Kansas City. It it was like, all right, y'all. In post production, we're gonna speed this up so that it looks fast and furious. We're like, all right, big crowds. Okay, everybody go. Ah, all right, cars, go, 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 go. All right, please take them down. You know, like, but it was in like it was at a thirty to forty mile an hour speed of rate versus like the you know one hundred, one twenty, one forty in like an action movie. But it was really like bizarre to see like, oh, there's just a crowd of people and like a car chasing another car and like. Yeah, this this is this just happens. Are we are, are they shooting a film? Oh, right. this is a championship parade. Oh, oh, so he drunk? Okay, okay, <laughs> I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. 
odd, but I mean, sure. 20, 20, 20, yeah. Uh, Seth, we I, we have relatively little time remaining, and you've written two very good things already since the last podcast, and so people can check it out, of course, on The Athletic. There's the film review of Sammy Watkins and the film review of Chris Jones. Uh, the Watkins review is accompanied by a link to the, the Turning Point video the NFL did. That's just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't even really talked about the Wasp thing. I think someone mentioned it earlier, like that whole play. We could... This could literally be a three-hour episode, but since it isn't, um, can you explain why Chris Jones was the defensive MVP of this game? Sure, and to to do a little, I don't know, promotion or whatever you want to call it, what I'm doing right yeah. now is I'm going through you know, a little series I've been calling the players who won the Super Bowl. And I'm just kind of taking a closer look. Obviously, Mahomes will be eventual, but that's so obvious that I was like, eh. So I started with Chris Jones and Sammy Watkins. Today, I'm writing about Mitch Schwartz. I might look at Damian Williams, maybe Frank Clark, um, maybe a few other guys as time permits, because let's face it, the news cycle moves quickly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to take a couple weeks, because I-, I already see people talking about the draft and talking about what's going to happen with Chris Jones, what's going to and I'm just like, you know what? Let's just enjoy it. Let's take a couple weeks. Let's just enjoy we it. we got some time. Yeah, there's no need yeah, to move yeah, on yeah. to the next thing already. That's, that's you know, I, that's what I did when the Jayhawks won the championship and I stopped being a Jayhawks fan, which it just happened on accident. It's because they won the championship. I was like, yay! And then two minutes later, I was like, oh, I wonder how next season will go. I was like, I'm not doing that with the Chiefs. Anyway, lo- you know. I didn't sorry. even know that part of your story. I had no idea. Oh, my goodness. When Chalmers hit that three, I lost my mind. I was screaming into a pillow because I had sleeping kids. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, You've and, always been so annoying about your disdain for basketball that this is like legitimately shocking. No, I played basketball. Basketball was the sport that I loved the most. I, it's the it's the NBA post Jordan that I'm like, eh. Anyway, hey, as there's so somebody in Memphis right now is saying Sharon Collins um, had a moving screen. Just just want to put that out. There. Oh, you know what? <laughs> you know what? That person in Memphis should know that they had like four fifths of their starting lineup was an illegal team. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, about Chris Jones, yeah. So that's the series that I'm writing right now because I want to take a closer look. Like this is this is maybe a once in a lifetime thing. This is once in 50 years, and let's look at what happened. Let's examine every facet of it. If it were up to me, I'd do an individual film review on every single player. But I, I ran that idea by Brendan, and he was like, "Nah, dude." And so <laughs> um, <laughs> instead, I'm doing it the important players. And I started with Chris Jones because here's the thing: down that stretch in the fourth quarter. Chris Jones made plays that were just as important for the comeback as Wasp. Like, if he doesn't... We talked mm-hmm. about this a little bit last week. If he doesn't knock mm-hmm. down... that The first one that he that he knocked down on second and five there on the drive after the Chiefs had, uh, had, had come within three, if he doesn't knock down that second and five throw, George Kittle is all sorts of open, and there's yeah. just Dan Sorensen in his way. And he's going to have a head of steam, and Sorensen won't. And I, I like Dan, but there's no way that ends well for him. There's just no way. And so that 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 that's like a game-sealing play because they would keep the clock going. They would gain like 30 or 40 yards, maybe more. I mean, that that's one of those plays that like gets them, again, ahead two scores maybe. It just changes everything. Never mind the fact that after the initial Mahomes interception, the second interception that is, Jones made a couple of huge plays in a row that helped them go three and out. And then he knocked down a couple passes. Then he knocked down more passes on the final drive. And then Frank Clark sealed the deal with a sack. But that was because Chris Jones took out his blocker. Basically, uh, in the fourth quarter, Jones was to the defense what Mahomes was to the offense. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, so you think they'll trade him for what, a third? 
Oh, I swear to God. Oh, it's got to be. You know what? I have to do this. I, mean, I have to do that's this. That's what D4. That's Seriously, what D4 got last year. It is so. It is just this soul thing. People already, and this is one of the reasons why I'm focusing on the Super Bowl because I will not get involved in this conversation yet. But I tweeted out that famous Family Guy moment where it's like, "Hey, you want a new boat?" It's like, "Or you can take the mystery box." And Lois like, "Well, obviously, take about now. Now, hang on a minute, Lois. A mystery, <laughs> a boat is a boat, but a mystery box could be anything." It could even be a boat. You know how much we want one of those. And that is what people do with draft picks. It's like, well, you know, we might get an elite interior defensive lineman. Really? Well, wouldn't that be great? And I just, it's like, well, you know, we, we, we need it for the salary cap purposes. We might want to pay Sammy. And look, Sammy had a great game. I wrote about him too. Go read it. But Chris Jones has been great for three years in a row, people. What are we doing here if we're not paying elite defensive players? Where it's like, well, we need to we need to hang on to our corners. Why? I like Charvarius Ward, but he's not worth more than Chris Jones. Yeah, If you're going to get rid of guys to be cap casualties, get rid of the guys who didn't play well this year. Don't get rid of the guys who were pivotal in making and winning a Super Bowl. And, and, and I would also like to mention that at every turn, Chris Jones has been like, I want to stay. Yeah. Don't, don't do this to me. Yeah, he couldn't be don't more clear. He showed up me. for training camp when he didn't have to. He has been, he has done what he needs to do. He proved for the people that somehow question it. Well, I don't know if he'll work in Steve Spagnuolo's system. Maybe his system doesn't like great players. I don't know. That whole conversation <laughs> before the season made me crazy. Just like, yeah, yeah, maybe Steve Spagnuolo won't be able to find a purpose for a guy who can play literally any position on the defensive line and is awesome. Hey, yeah, hey, 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 Steve Spagnuolo's wife cooked him meatballs during yeah. before the AFC Championship. Are you he, like, he wants to be family. in Kansas City. He wants to be in Kansas City. I get it. It's a huge contract, whatever. But everyone's like, well, you can't pay two guys along the defensive line like that. Sure you can. You just have to be careful with the rest of your contracts. Salary cap is not about what you pay. It's about who you pay. Every team can fit about five giant contracts on it. The point is making sure you pay the right guys. And I think Chris Jones is one of the right guys, which I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You you did it, Josh. You triggered me. You set me off. Well done. (laughs) I was very ready to be triggered. I was very ready to be triggered there, I think. So like a second and a fourth? Or... <laughs> I'm thinking. Yeah. Look, 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 look oh. here. I'm thinking. I'm thinking a second this year, a first yeah. oh. next year, but conditional Ooh. in some aspects. Sure. And well, that's that's what people and I, are and saying. I'm thinking, and I'm thinking. And I'm thinking a bust of a second round draft pick who played the same position. That's what people are saying. That's people good. are in my mentions Change saying scenery. this. I, Nate, that's a great point. You want to get somebody who maybe you think Spags can use and kind of make them Chris Jones. Right. The system itself yeah. has created Chris Jones, not, not the other way Pennell, around. It could even Pennell be a Chris really Jones. really was the star of that defensive line this year. <laughs> Seth, I you like don't mind Mike Nate and I talking? Yeah, hold on one second, Seth. Hold on, Seth. Seth, we'll get right back to you. But Nate, like, Pennell was excellent. You know, they drafted Colin Saunders. Derek Nottie's there. I think all three of them play the same position. Don't forget that Breland Speaks is coming off injury, okay? Breland Speaks is coming back. There are enough bodies. He's a second-round pick, too. There are enough bodies. physical pain. (laughs) There are enough bodies to collectively get the production that one Chris Jones gave you. Now, it may not come in the Super Bowl because you may never get there, but there are enough guys to get the but same you know, amount of production from eight different guys. Nate, you know, like if you know, I, I know that Breland speaks against the runs a bit of a concern, but Chris Jones wasn't good against the run until Spags fixed him. Right. So maybe I mean, he can do that for Breland speaks to also. Kansas City, Josh. This stopped being funny you know, about five minutes ago. 
you know who we're not Seth talking about enough? Right we're, to you. We're not we're not talking about this man enough. Brendan Daly. You know, Chiefs defense line point. was never good until That's he a showed great up. Point. Never good. I mean, Brendan Daly won with the Patriots. He left the Patriots. Guess what happened? Yeah, they didn't win a Super Bowl. Chiefs won. He came to the That's Chiefs. A great point. Guess what happened? Chiefs won a Super Bowl. So really, this has more to say about Brendan Daly than anybody else. Honestly, even though he's, Brendan Daly even though he here, does Chris, not play a single snap of football. Well, no, but you know he coached him up. I mean, I would say before really coached him here, up. Chris I mean, Jones, incredibly, Chris Jones was kind of Chris Jones was kind of a bust. I mean, or I wouldn't necessarily say that, Josh, but he was not reaching the fullest of his potential until Brendan Daly gave him the oh, ball. Absolutely, yeah. So I, I'm, you know, I just like I'd like to see what Colin Saunders could do with more snaps. You know, exactly. I mean, who's to say that Derek Nighty, Colin Saunders, Mike Pinnell, Breland Speaks, Tano Passigno? I mean, like, who's not to say that they wouldn't be supported by Chris Jones, but they could also give the same amount of production through all of their various and they can- qualities. If we put them in a lab and fuse them together, um, <laughs> like Dragon Ball Z style, then yeah, they point. could be Chris Jones. I have never been more angry. Well, we're out of time. <laughs> Look. I so get you're me, cap- You're telling me you oh have my a... Gosh. You're, you're telling me you have a... Just, I just want one quick question. So, Seth, you're yeah. telling me that the Chiefs have a superstar player at the defensive line, which is the, quarter, the shortest path to the quarterback, right? It's expensive. Yeah, yeah I, I hear that it's important to be able to get to the quarterback. I, quickly. And, and quickly, right? Yeah. Quickly. Yeah. Like, quickly. From, the, like or, from point A to point B, the fastest. <laughs> or if they double team you, this smarts to jump up and knock down passes. Look, I get it. Contrast stuff is expensive. It's always going to depend on what he wants. But he He's wants to be Mahomes. here, though. That, that's not even a thing, right? He I wants know. To, like, he, he, call, he, he, call, he calls Frank Clark his brother, right? I mean, he calls the guy who got the contract that he wanted a year earlier. He still calls him his brother, still worked with him, still still wants to continue Clark to work tweeted with him. out, pay the man. Like, Frank Clark wants him paid. I, I get that people are concerned about the salary cap. I genuinely get that. But again, you can pay both those guys. Does that mean you're going to probably lose, like, like Watkins, maybe, like, LDT, maybe a few other supporting players? Yes, it does. But I, what are we doing here? Like, football is not a... Football is not a game where it's like, you know, three decent players are worth one superstar. It doesn't work like that. It just doesn't, and and this idea and like people are like, well, you gotta br- trust Brett Veach to to draft well and replace him. If you trust Brett Veach, then you trust him to find guys in the draft and in the lower end of free agency to where you can afford to pay Chris Jones. I am done talking about this. I'm fine. I've calmed down. You guys are jerks, <laughs> but I just that whole thing because he wants to be in Kansas City, and yeah. I saw some XFL guys this weekend that looked oh really God. good that I, I feel like you could get at a way better price <laughs> and then just to coach them up. And those guys try hard. They, oh, man, they're trying so hard. <laughs> Holy crap. Look, the Chiefs want to keep uh, – okay, <laughs> the, the short bit of reporting I can say. Uh, the Chiefs want to keep – Whoa, we have facts? After what? That what? For 20 minutes? This is what? why people tune in. You get me ranting, and then you get Nate actually giving people facts. Please, Nate, tell me because I got to tell you – five-minute mark. There's a lot of bad <laughs> Chris Jones – there's a lot of Chris Jones information out there where people are saying they know stuff. Tell me something, Nate. Um, the two sides have a deadline. It's called, you know, the franchise tag. Um, I assume that that will be used as a placeholder. 
and then they will go from there. Um, the question is, uh, there are other corresponding moves to make, like you mentioned before, with other players. But um, Chris Jones has made it clear that he wants to get paid and that he's willing to give up leverage. And in some ways, by giving up leverage, by saying you want to come back, um, you are going to give up some level of compensation. So there's a chance that he could return um, on a three- to four-year deal of some kind. It's just it, we're, we're at the very start of the process, and it could take a long time. But there is a way for Chris Jones to be maintained on this team beyond just a franchise tag. And I think for his agents and for health reasons whatsoever, Chris Jones kind of just played his franchise tag season in a weird way, like when you really think about Mm -hmm. it. Um, But you can use the tag to sort of, you know, it's like a continuation process where it's just like, okay, this is the step we need before you actually reach free agency. With the understanding that, like, we are going to work out a longer deal if both sides are still amicable, which appears to be the case. And if Chris Jones uh, wants to remain with the Chiefs, this is probably the, the the best path for both sides to get to before they figure out cap deals, Mahomes' situation, and then what you're going to do with other players alongside the draft. All right, we're gonna, that's going to be our jumping-off point. Uh, there's more specifically from Seth on Chris Jones up on The Athletic right now. Sammy Watkins film review up there as well. Um, plus, Seth, I know you're working on a, a piece looking at Mitch Schwartz. You've tweeted about uh, how you're concerned that your numbers are wrong <laughs> because they're so good. So there's a little yeah. spoiler alert, I suppose, yeah? Yeah, um, it's so I'm good. very much looking forward to that. <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, so for uh, for the future again, we're going to be here weekly. The specific days might be flexible. I don't know. You're going to hear from us on a weekly basis. And if you're not going to, we'll warn you ahead of time. But most importantly, for the stuff we're all writing, the other content we're all doing, make sure you follow all of us on Twitter. It's by Nate Taylor for Nate, Real MN Chiefs fan for Seth. I am at JB Briscoe. You can use the hashtag TimesRs. We'll take questions throughout the offseason as well. Even today, though, we obviously didn't get to everything, which is... I feel like pretty fitting. We might have one of those shows in like June when we just still miss 47 topics because we can't get our bleep together. That's fine. Uh, But for everybody else, just please don't fall half naked out of a tree. All right. That's my goal for you for the month of February. Only one guy has definitely filled it so far. Everybody else, keep your pants on and don't (laughs) fall out of the tree. Nate, you can you can now undercut all of your excellent reporting and context by coming up with a stupid way for us to get out of the show. Okay, while supplies last, ladies and gentlemen, my wife, oh, Holly no. Taylor, has sent out a tweet that you can find on Twitter at Bonnie Taylor oh, no. of assorting and collecting all the confetti that I gathered at the Super Bowl. Again, while supplies last, um, my hope is to send a mail package on Friday at the end of the week of giving away the confetti to anyone who wants it, who listens to our lovely podcast. So, um, do, can, do any of them have my tweets? Be honest. And do, yeah. do call, do our colleagues included in this? Because yeah, well, um, colleagues are grandfathered in. So that like, the, you guys are already in a reserve wing. Like, you, you oh, know, oh. if I'm, if I'm making like a bourbon right now, like you, you guys are obviously <laughs> getting the first taste. The issue is again, while supplies last, <laughs> I have confetti, to give to our listeners. So if you would like to message me on Twitter, uh, please use direct messaging versus like conventional like re- like replies. It's just it's it's a little easier that way. Um, there's been a Venmo account uh, discussed between me and my wife so that you could if you would like to donate. Pay for shipping, shipping is pretty good. Yes. That would be um, smart. 
Yes. That's what we would prefer at this moment. Like, we, you know, you don't have to give us anything else other than let me know what your address is, and then I figure out how much it'll cost to ship it, and then we will go from there. Um, but yes, I have tweets from players and celebrities along with red and gold uh, confetti, and this has been a long, strenuous podcast uh, and process, but I love you guys. So, um, yeah, while supplies last up until Friday, that's pretty much the cutoff date, I believe, before like I have to go back to work. Um, yeah, if you want some confetti, <laughs> come reach out on me on Twitter. You have until Friday while supplies last. Thank you. And Nate, I will just add really quickly, Nate will actually send you an extra piece if you DM uh, at real MN Chiefs fan all the reasons that the Chiefs should trade Chris Jones. That is correct. If you would like if you would like an extra piece, um, perhaps an extra tweeted uh, a tweet from a player on on a, on a white confetti sheet that was, you know, fluttering around uh, Hard Rock Stadium, then yes, tell Seth why Chris Jones can't come back next season. I am tagging Chris Jones in every one of those that you people <laughs> no! send me. Ha, 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 ha.